What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things, such as streaming services in other countries. If you sign up today with the GTD Sports link, which you can find in our bio and on our website, you can save up to 70% with a money-back guarantee. So make sure to sign up with the GTD Sports link today. This is the Going the Distance podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got into a top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome in and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is my co-host, Elijah Spann. We are currently live on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, all that jazz. It is December 2nd, Thursday. We're doing a little bit of a shorter episode. Work and life came in the way, so don't get to talk as long as we want, but we're going to be still hitting some major topics. We got MLB Free Agency Chaos. Couldn't get that in on Tuesday, So, and now with the lockout, too, there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, going to be hitting some Thursday night football ahead of kickoff, and then we're going to round out, of course, with our tail or fade segment after we talk about some college football. I forgot about that, the conference uh, championship season. All right. Um, yeah, so make sure you guys check us out on social media. Um, our brand is over at GTD underscore sports. Other than TikTok, we are at GTDsports.com. You can follow our personal accounts. I'm over at Ryan Bunnell 8 on just about everything, and Elijah is at Elijah Span 19 Last but not least, make sure to check out the GTD Podcast Network over on our website, gtdsports.com. GTD, 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 GTD. Say that five times fast. All right. Good game, good game, good game. Honestly, that kind of sounded like a little pump burst. All right. Uh, before we get into any uh, true sports, we're going to hit start off our Thursday like we normally do with some would you rather questions. Elijah, off to you. Um, so would you rather have to pick a side in this SEC championship by, by betting on either Georgia or, or Bama, which is – Really hard for me to do on either side, um, which we'll get into later, and put fat money on picking either one of those spreads. Okay. Or have to listen to one more version of the Bing Bong TikTok. Okay. I'm, so, all right. Don't tell well, me you think it's kinda, funny. I fucking love it, dude. I think oh it's hilarious. It's, Bing uh, Bong, fuck your life. It was dude, funny. It like, was like, it was like moderately funny the first time I watched it. And now I, I, I guess it is like overplayed. It is literally everywhere on TikTok. And it's I wonder so how long it's going to die down. Stupid. I hope today. Did you re-download TikTok? Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. It happens all I get bored, dude. <laughs> I mean, honestly. No, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm in a battle of, you know, wanting to have a, a personality and a brand on TikTok and then also wanting to be productive with my life. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a double-edged sword. Um, okay, in terms of your would-you-rather question, for me – that's kind of a win-win because you know me. I'll put fat money and I'll ride whatever. It's it's the yeah. thrill. So it's the thrill for me. But then the bing bong, I don't know. I think it's funny. I would probably rather put fat money on the SEC, though. I think it's going to be a good game. It, oh, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm One of my picks is later in the episode. We'll get into it. I, I want to pick Georgia, but I also don't want to be the dumbass that faded Alabama with six and a half points. That's what, dude, that's what I'm thinking is, like, how often are you going to get Alabama as, as six-point underdogs? But I think Georgia has the ability to kick Bama's ass. 
They do. No, they really do. I mean, especially with the way Bama's been playing in the recent games, they definitely do. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, my would you rather for you is this is inspired by the recent MLB news, which we'll get into in just a second. Would you rather be Robert Manfred's son or Roger Goodell's son? And you have to know that your father is a worthless piece of shit and deal with the public backlash that comes with it. I say worthless piece of shit like they're not worth like 70 million or probably way more than that, honestly. Probably billionaires, but whatever. You get the point. Fuck those guys. Uh, probably Goodell's because <laughs> like at least Goodell knows the league. Manfred's just a clueless idiot. Yeah. I mean, I know right now this the owner lockout thing is mostly by like the team owners and what whatnot, but mm-hmm. you know, Manfred hasn't really helped the situation. Well, did you see his comments on it today? Mm-mm. I don't know. I may have seen he, a couple, but he was, what, were, what are you thinking? He was finger pointing towards the players, and I was like, Yeah, because that's how conflicts gets resolved. Yeah. I mean, did you see too? Uh I mean, we can honestly go ahead and actually no, do you want to talk about free agency first or go into the lockout? Yeah, let's go into the lockout. Yeah, let's do okay. So, like, I saw one thing too where the MOB took off like the player headshots from their uh yep. website, and then the players responded by making that their profile pictures. Hilarious, yeah, which is pretty funny. Yeah, it was like kind of like a little middle finger to them. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. And the fact that free agency is now at a halt, so like, well, we see all these, we saw all these crazy deals happen really quick. Um, and that's because teams were wanting to make these deals before the imminent lockout because this has been happening for months and they've been at yeah. a dead, deadlock for months. Yeah. See, I feel like a bad baseball or I mean, just a bad sports fan. I'm not a big baseball guy, but because I really didn't even know about this. And I'm always kind of like a caveman when it comes to the logistics of these sort of things. Like, like, you know, what exactly causes a lockout? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's all, what it's are the all semantics. It's a because cl- players and, ownerships or like the league the the player unions and it's like this for nba nfl and mlb like all the big leagues they have a collective bargaining agreement cba yeah and when it runs out and they have to do a new one there's usually a big like hoopla of like oh we need to get this signed before the new the old one runs out because there could be a lockout it's happened with nfl happened with mlb it happened with nba yeah, it's not like it's ago. like a totally new thing. Yeah, so that happens all the time. Um, I don't know. It's just it's crazy because they've just been at it. And I, I haven't had my ear on the ground on it. I've been aware of it. But, like, I don't know. They really haven't talk, talked about it a bunch. They're just like, oh, yeah, there probably is going to be a lockout. There, there's an impending lockout is mostly what I've read. And now it's like, oh, yeah, it's here. And there's still hope that – we're not going to miss games, but there is also a very real possibility that we are. I did see Manfred said that he aims for the season to start on time, but I mean, mm-hmm. who knows with shit coming out of his mouth, but yeah, I saw too, like the players, their main reasoning for, you know, their are their side of the argument is because uh, they want a higher share of the league revenue, which mm. is ironic in a sense because they get paid ridiculous amounts of money, but their share of the league revenue has been declining over the past few years. So, I mean, I kind of, I kind of get that argument. Um, and there also apparently has issues with teams tanking, tanking for picks prospects and all that. Uh, and also service time manipulation where teams are having like definitely ready prospects to be pulled up and they're 
They're keeping them in the minor league systems for, you know, free agent kind of scummy beat around the bush loophole arbi- type stuff. Arbitration is another thing. So like if a guy gets called up early um, and he's on like the minor or uh, on some kind of prospect contract and he puts up big numbers while he's on like his draft pick contract, he can go into arbitration and appeal to like get more money is that, that makes sense. Inter- is a, it's like a, that's, Kind of the bare bones of what arbitration is, um, and so that's that's one thing about it. Yeah, Scott Boris uh, said something about how the Braves won this championship because of tanking, because like they got all those uh, guys to fill in for Acuna, like Solaire and uh, Jock Freeman Peterson and oh, Freeman well, no. been there, yeah, Jock yeah, Peterson. Freeman's yeah, been there right. a long time. Um, but they were able to get those pieces because teams are tanking and he blamed it on that. And he was like, yeah, it's bullshit. Um, I mean, yeah, there were a few teams that, that unloaded like a lot, like the nationals unloaded. Right. Yeah. So I don't think Cubs unloaded Cubs unloaded, which is, yeah. So there's, cause I mean, it made for a really good, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it was entertaining. It was fun. But I mean, already some of those guys that signed before the deadline, are already on new teams like Eduardo Escobar, um, Max Scherzer. They're on new teams already. Right. But yeah, I mean, before the lockout, in baseball, though. it was like the cat that makes so much more sense to me now. Like looking back at like, why is all of this happening in like this week? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but and, there was and- $1.7 billion committed to free agents before the lockout got started. And another thing too, is that um, free agency in baseball has been pretty slow the past couple of years. Um, and that's that was another thing that was probably going to get brought up, but teams were really quick because like now the guys that are still left unsigned in free agency like Correa, Trevor Story, Freddie Freeman, yeah, Chris Bryant, Kershaw, Nick Castellanos, and Kyle, Schw- Kyle Schwarber um, can't sign a new deal now. They can't be engaged yeah. in talks with teams. Yeah, well, one thing that I thought was kind of wild that I never really thought about with the lockout is that the players are completely, like, truly, literally locked out from team facilities. Like, they can't even work out there. But what they can do is if they want, they can go play overseas. They can go play in Japan. They can go play in whatever league they want to now until it starts up again. Yeah, I mean, uh, the NBA got some NBA guys did it when their lockout happened. It happened before, and I think the 90s lockout um so yeah we might see some we might see some uh decently good mlb players play in the japan league this year this drags ass shohei in the japan league i'm here for it dude i'm here for it we're gonna watch that i I would watch that find a stream for it i don't know like 3 a.m i did see like a reddit comment some people were like well how long is this gonna last and somebody said like Long enough for me to pick a, a favorite Japan team and start rooting for them at 3 a.m. <laughs> I mean, that's like, kind of what I did with the uh, the Korean Baseball League whenever COVID was. Gambling? Yeah, like COVID was at its peak, bro. Uh, All about the Samsung Lions and the NC Dinos, baby. <laughs> Dude, everyone was on KBO. It was crazy. Dude, I mean, you had to. It was literally like the only live sport on. Yeah. Plus, it was kind of just like. I don't know, the degeneracy, the community of sports bettors were all like, oh, KBO, let's do it. They were do- – yeah. I sailed a couple KBO picks. They I did a too. A little bit of money. Yeah, and then we got to the, the point where it was on Madden simulations, and then that was just down bad. Then we had to stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> we've, um, all, we've all been there, right? 
Yeah. You have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, but back to baseball. Yeah, it's crazy. It's going to take a long time. But the guys already signed. We talked about it a little bit. Rangers made a big splash. Um, Seager, 10-year, oh, yes. $325 Simeon, Marcus Simeon, 7-year, $175 million. Also signed John Gray, former number three overall pick from the Rockies. Do you know how um, much how much we gave Gray? How much his deal 56, was worth? Four years, fifty six. All right. So looking at this, bro, the uh, the Rangers have made up like a third of the free agency spending. Yeah, I love it. I'm here for that. I'm a big fan. I want. I, I wanted another player too, but I, that's impossible now. Uh, I'm still. I want us to shine Kershaw. Dude, Kershaw would be perfect. That's exactly what we need. Hometown kid. Even though he's a little old and he's not the same Kershaw, it would still be a major improvement. Yeah, it would still be a major improvement. So, um, Oh, and then Javi Baez signed a six-year deal with the Tigers, and that was like the last. That was another big one, too. Well, I mean, also, yeah, Scherzer Scherzer to the Mets. Mets. Dude, the Mets pitching staff is going to be nasty, bro, especially if DeGrom can stay healthy. DeGrom, Scherzer, and then T1 Walker is honestly pretty solid. Yeah, all that to win 84 games because their offense can't produce. <laughs> yeah, I know they can't. Their bats can't do shit. They all they did sign uh Starling Marte on like a 70 okay. million ish dollar contract. Okay. He was an all star. He's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marte's a good player. Yeah. Um, but okay, I think that's about as much baseball as I got in me. Oh, I forgot about this too. The Mets picked up Eduardo Escobar. That's another really good bat. Okay. From the Diamondbacks, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. They, I think the Mets, the Mets and the Rangers are definitely winning free agency right now, though. Yeah, Yankees have been quiet, yeah. which is unexpected. Well, it's um, kind of, but like they've already got everybody. You know what I mean? Like, what do they I need to fill? Yankees were really linked to Seager. They really wanted Seager, or Yankees fans really wanted Seager. Yankees always want to take the Rangers players, bro. Not well. <laughs> They wanted him when he was still a Dodger, so yeah, yeah, I guess it's not not the same, but not the you same. Get my gist. But yeah, I know what you're saying. To share it and A Rod. Um, but yeah, so Thursday night football tonight, Cowboys Saints, Cowboys minus six. I'm gonna say it right now. If you're oh a gambler, God. I would probably roll with Saints plus six. That's that's what I'm thinking. But it makes me really, really nervous because the Saints have been playing like dog shit. They've lost four in a row. They haven't covered the spread in a while. And the Cowboys can just – you never know. Like, they can explode for a million at any time. God, are you doing it's fucking salts again? Got to got to keep going. Yeah, dude. I need to get some of those, honestly. I keep saying it. I need to just do it. Decent. Give you that little jolt. Yeah. All right, but anyway, um, back, yeah, back to Saints plus six. I, it makes me so nervous because of the trends on each side. Well, I guess the Cowboys, you know, they've lost three out of the last four games, but ugh. the NFL is weird like this, though. Like, the NFL is definitely – and also Taysom Hill coming in, that's a huge wild card. I don't know what that could do. Exactly. That's why I'd roll with the dog. Like, I, I see this as a Cowboys win but no cover situation. A win but no cover. I could see that. Honestly, like a three, four point win. All right, we got comments to say Taysom Hill is ass. All right, fuck you, feels Brad man. Anyway, it's gonna be a weird game though, because Kamara Hill is out. Uh Taysom Hill starting. Dan Quinn is stepping in as coach for uh McCarthy, who's out with COVID. Demarcus Lawrence is also making his return after a long, long time. So it could be 
That's that's another yeah. wild card too. Is D Law's presence could be huge. Yeah, true, true. But it's also his first game back, so you never know. Guys start out slow a lot. I don't know. I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous about this game. Like I feel like I don't know. Uh, it's in New Orleans. This, this is right? definitely a game that the old old good Cowboys teams would lose, but the Mike McCarthy Cowboys teams have been better. But like last week was a game that is like old-fashioned Cowboys loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we lost to a team that were better than on some bullshit. And the refs. And like usually – and the refs. And But usually this year we've been winning those type of games. And then we lost that type of game last week. So it makes me a little bit nervous about this one. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't know what to think because the Cowboys – I've always been – it's been like a roller coaster for me on the Cowboys this year. Coming into the preseason, I was like, oh, they're going to do typical Cowboys shit. They're going to have a great roster. They're going to have all these expectations, and they're going to shit the bed and go like 8-9, and 9-8. Nine, nine and eight. But, you know, then they started 7-1, and one, and I'm like, okay, well, shit. Are they Super Bowl contenders? But now I'm back at the point where I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck this team's identity is because it, it's kind of like which, which Cowboys team is going to come out. Yeah. I mean, there was a drop. The game, the game against the Broncos was just like, we just dropped the ball. And then yeah. Chiefs was infuriating. Um, I don't really know what went wrong there. I think it was just, just a rough the, game overall. It's just a rough game. We abandoned the run game. And then last week, I, I we got fucked by the refs. So that's yeah, I, I honestly will, would put a lot of like, I'm because I'm not really I'm one to, you know, putting, excuse the Cowboys, but I will put a lot on the, on the refs for that game. Putting a lot, I'm putting that one on the refs. Putting yeah. the, the Raiders not win that game, the Stripes did. So, what are, where are you at in confidence wise of uh, making a playoff run? A play, uh, I mean, we can win a playoff game for sure. One, it's just that if we can win two, yeah, that's, that's what I'm asking, or three. So we're getting pat. I mean, I don't think I think the I think the one seed might be out of the question for us now at this point. We're probably just jockeying for who's gonna face um the this we play the seventh seed, the two seed plays the seventh seed, right? Yeah, 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 because um, yeah, the so, one's on by, yeah. Yeah, so we're probably jockeying to play like whatever ass team is gonna get that seventh spot. So um I was looking at the uh, the current like standings, like if the season ended today, and football the Bengals, the yeah, football teams in, yeah, but the Bengals uh, would be playing the Chiefs, and that terrifies me. So I would really appreciate it if the Ravens could lose, because they're frauds. They're not an eight and three team. I don't understand. They're like the Steelers last year. The Steelers were what, like eleven and zero? Worst eleven zero team of all time. Yeah, worst undefeated team ever. Like this is kind of how I feel about the Ravens this year. They're like the worst number one team of all time. I don't think maybe they're not that, that bad. But I, was about to, I was just about to say maybe not that much. Okay, they're not that bad. Over dramatic, but they'll probably <laughs> do for a little bit of regression. Yeah, that's why they play the Steelers this week. Steelers are coming off a huge fatty loss. I don't know. It might be a little trap game. They're on the road too. Yeah. Divisional, kind of funky. All right, I'm I'm making my uh for this Thursday, I'm making my first attempt at a Thursday night football parlay. Okay. And after I I I you know thought this up, I kind of realized that Amari Cooper might be limited, but fuck it, we're still rolling with it. We're going with Saints plus six. Gotta get the spread in there. And then I'm going Tony Pollard over 17 and a half receiving yards. I rode with this on Thanksgiving. It hit. I'm gonna ride with it again. 
Uh, Amari Cooper over 42 and a half receiving yards. I feel like that's not that much. He can get that in like two catches. Mm. Uh, and then Taysom Hill, anytime touchdown score. I just, I, I might take that one straight up too, because I just have a feeling that Taysom Hill is going to run one in. Yeah. Is AK still out? Yeah. Kamara's still out. Oh, that's Ingram's. Yeah. Ingram's good play. play. Yeah. Might... I, it's plus odds too. What is it? Like plus 150? Yeah. Plus, I think it's plus 170 actually. Plus 170. That might be a good straight bet. That is tempting. That is tempting. But I feel like it's always weird, though, because, I mean, I'm the, like the same way whenever Bengals are on. Like, it would be weird to bet on Taysom Hill to score a touchdown, and then you'd basically be rooting for, you know, your team to give up points. Yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know, it's an advanced form of fantasy football with some of these prop bets. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. Which, speaking of fantasy football, dude, how's, uh, how's GTD League doing? We're okay. Um, we're, okay. we're out of playoff contention right now. Well, right we, now. Could, we could maybe make a win. I don't know. That league is hard, dude. It, it is tough. Those, bro, and like, I'll be like, oh man, like that person had a good week. Like, fucking somebody scooped him up like two weeks before. And it's like, how do they know? Yeah. <laughs> well, also, we've, we've kind of done a bad job of being, being active on the waiver wire and whatnot in that league. I've done a bad job, at least, of being a, yeah. a manager. I've been Whatever. focused on on my other leagues. Yeah, I kind of. It's like it's like whatever. Our team just isn't very. Good. Kyler and D Hop have both been hurt. Yeah, it's and it it went it crashed and injuries so hard. injuries have like derailed our team pretty hard. So yeah, it's just one of those things. And we fucking have been getting fucked on the waiver wire nonstop. So nonstop. Yeah, literally nonstop. All oh my season. god. Speaking of the waiver wire, though, I picked up in my main league. I picked up Madison. Uh, after oh. Dalvin Cook went down, oh my god, I'm so hyped, bro. That's literally season saving because DeAndre Swift is hurt right now, so I needed uh, that. Yeah, I needed that. What do you think? Do you think Amari Cooper tonight is a good play for fantasy? Because I have him starting right now, and I'm kind of nervous. Yeah, I mean it's just COVID. Well, yeah, but he's limited. With I don't what? know how much he's going to be playing. Like they said, his snap count will be limited. Man, they say that shit. That's what they may just be saying that because you know that's what the Saints they, they'll say that shit and then they'll be like three and it'll be third down and fucking CD Lamb gets doubled and Cedric Wilson has also been limited. I, it's just like Amari Cooper's just too important in this offense to him to limit his snap count. Don't well, that makes me feel better about my parlay. So, yeah, all right, he'll get 42 and a half for sure. Yeah, all right, he's sticking with football though. We got this weekend a, a lot of big, big college football conference championship games it's championship weekend and in the spirit of that we are going to put we have a conjoined mount rushmore of college football conference games as we were going through these we kind of realized it definitely would be easier to remember like the best bowl games of all time but there has certainly been some memorable conference championship games and like playoff deciding you know national championship game deciding conference championships which is Kind of what we have a couple of this week, especially with like Georgia and Bama. So, all right, Elijah, what is the first one on the Mount Rushmore? So, first one I got up is uh, it's the most recent game on the list, the 2018 SEC Championship, Georgia versus Bama, the Jalen Hurts comeback game when Tua got hurt. Jalen Hurts came in and saved the day for Bama to get that dub. It's definitely yeah, I, one of the better uh, championship games in recent memory. I remember that one mostly just because everybody was kind of like, holy shit, is Bama actually going to lose? And then they did Bama shit. 
<laughs> yep. yep. Which might happen this weekend. I, I don't know. But next up, I, I think Georgia's just too good, though. But next up, I'm going uh, 2014, the Big Ten championship game. Whenever Ohio – it wasn't even a championship game, really. But Ohio State absolutely stomped Wisconsin 59-0 to after losing JT Barrett. That was just memorable because – that was that was Cardale Jones too, right? Yeah, it was yeah. his first start. So like they yeah. just lost him, and like everyone was like, "Oh well, I don't know how this is gonna pan out." Like Ohio State, like they're trying to go to the playoff. I don't know anymore. And then they just came out and mollywopped the Melvin Gordon led Badger team, and didn't even give up a score. And everyone was like, "Well, I think they're fine." And then they yeah. went off to went on to win the first ever college football playoff. Yeah, the fact that they they dominated fifty nine to zero that year is partially the reason that TCU got kicked out of the playoffs. True, which is but, a bummer, but it is what it is. I mean, it was a hell of a game for Ohio State. Yeah. Um, next up, I got probably the best game on the list. Um, I just have vivid memories of this as a kid: the two thousand eight SEC championship, number two. Florida led by Tim Tebow beating number one Alabama is a hell of a game. And uh, I don't know. It's just probably like if I had to pick like one game as like the best uh, conference championship game, I'd probably pick this one. Yeah, this is probably like as far back as my my memory goes in terms of, you know, just remembering college football, like specifics of college football games. But because mostly it was just Tebow, you know, I mean, everybody knew Tebow. Tebow was the the face of college football at the time. So that was a hell of a game. And also, I'm pretty sure, was this the same game as the 30 seconds for the rest of our live speech? I think it might be that I should know. I'm pretty sure I got to look that up now. All right, let's see what game Tebow give is speech i'm just gonna it's the speech everybody knows 30 minutes for the rest of our lives god damn it i gotta know this now what game is this oh god damn it it was the national championship halftime that makes more sense yeah yeah that makes way more (laughs) sense all right but you get the point still an electric team tebow led yeah and I mean, it led them to the national championship. So, um, all right. Next up, last on the list uh, is the 2009 Big 12 championship. Back whenever the Big 12, back before all the conference realignment, uh, UT beat Nebraska on a last-second field goal to go to the national championship game. I don't really remember this one as much, but I do know it was a hell of a game. Yeah, I just remember like the last-second field goal, and then like the. The kicker Hunter Lawrence had like was all over national media. There's signs everywhere like "Thank you, Hunter." Like they were naming newborn newborn babies after him in Texas, oh um, shit like that. It was crazy, and it gave Colt led got Colt McCoy to the national championship where he got hurt and then um, lost to Bama. That's so. what I was just about to say. Yeah, because technically it was the 2010 national championship because you know the year changed, but I just I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it was Colt McCoy's year. Mm-hmm. That was also kind of like, at least from what I remember, is like that year when Alabama won was where everybody was kind of like, all right, this is a dynasty starting yep. again, again, I guess, because Bama, yeah. you know, has history. All right, now we're gonna go ahead and talk about the current college football the championship games this weekend we're gonna kind of do it intermixed within our taylor fade because 
There's really not many college football games on this weekend. There literally is only – actually, there's one non-conference championship USC game. USC Cal. Yeah, USC Cal, which I, I have a pick for that one. But majority are going to be the conference championship games, which we'll talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and start with my uh, college football picks. Starting up is the Cal and USC game. I'm going to take Cal, the first half spread of minus three, and I, I want to tell you why. Lincoln Riley – it got to USC already, and they have a game. I didn't even think about this when we were talking about Lincoln Riley. He st- he has to coach a game for the Trojans already, and he does. Yeah, he's coaching the game, and there's rumors that he on like his first days of practice, um, there like a lot of players were really upset about like the rescheduling of the game. I don't I don't know exactly the specifics of what started it, but Lincoln Riley kind of went off and like got in players' faces and were like. You either get your ass on that practice field or you're not on this team. That's not how I run things. And like a bunch, like over 20 players didn't show up and he kicked them off the team. Apparently I, I haven't seen like any major reports, but we were talking about this in my, in my sports journalism class. And it was like, okay. And there's a fuck, there's gotta be a reason Cal is favored. Right. So I'm going Cal first half. They're going to be, they're not going to know what to do with Lincoln Riley in his first game yet. Dude, I straight up had no idea that he was going to be coaching this game. Right? Why would they even do that to him? I, I, I don't know. I don't – I mean, they're four and seven. What do they have to lose, you know? I mean, his career at USC? <laughs> nah, if they lose this game, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but, like, the whole, like, getting him ready for it and then him, like, bitching at players. Okay, I mean, I well, guess that's yeah. a tone setter. Maybe they need a culture change. That's what, that's what I'm thinking, too, even, is it maybe culture, yeah. I don't even know why I would risk it. I would just be like, Lincoln, go recruit. We'll just stick with the interim, whatever. Who gives a fuck? We'll see you next season. That that makes more sense to me that, as well. Isn't that the what players you, also know his, him better at this point. Yeah, isn't that what usually happens, too? Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. like this is abnormal. Like, Brian, I don't expect Brian – well, LSU didn't. What was LSU's record? They made a bowl game, right? Seven and five? Six and six. Six and six. Okay, yeah. so is Brian Kelly going to coach the LSU bowl game? Good question. Or is he going to be coach up? He will not coach the uh, Tigers. Okay, it coach doesn't will say. Be. I assume coach O will be. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't say. Um, and then uh, I'll, I'll I'll tail this pick though. You gonna tail? All right. Yeah, yeah we kind of got off a little. Weird. I know it is. It's it's a weird scenario. All right, so next up, I'm going the ACC championship game. I got Wake Forest versus Pitt over 71. There's going to be absolutely no defense in this game. This is probably my favorite matchup for uh, the conference championships. Probably going to be the most electric game to watch. Other, I mean, Georgia-Bama is in like a league of its own, really. But this is going to be a fun game to watch. There's going to be a shit ton of points scored. I got the over. I'm going to tell all right. It's a really high over, but with these teams, like they they've had games with like seventy points in the first half. Right. So, and sticking with the same game, my next pick, I'm going Wake Forest plus three against Pitt. I think they're the better team. They should be favored. I'm gonna fade. I think Kenny Pickett's a better quarterback. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Then Hartman. Okay. I honestly, yeah, Kenny Pickett's probably a better quarterback. Yeah. I don't know. I think Wake Forest is just a bit more overall complete but it's going to be a good game there's probably a reason Pitt's favored and then my score prediction for that one though i'm thinking it's going to be somewhere around like 45 42 wake forest 
That's what I got. Okay. okay. What, what are you thinking? I mean, yeah, I was going to say probably somewhere in the 80s. Yeah, Maybe for the combined. Like, yeah, so it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, <clears throat> what's All your right. next pick? And then I got Georgia, Bama. I'm a little bit nervous to put a spread bet in. If I was going to, I would take Bama plus six just because you have to. Right. And But I am going to take the under 49 and a half. I think Georgia's defense is just so, so good. And Bama's defense shows up when it matters. So I got the under. See, I'm going to fade. I actually, for some weird reason, like the over. I feel like it's either going to be one of those games where it's like a in the eighties, nineties shootout out of nowhere, or no, it's gonna be no, like, no. or it's going to be like a ten to ten to three type game. Like I could see like one or the other, twenty seven to thirty four or something, or like thirty seven thirteen. Like Georgia just runs it on Bama, but I don't see Bama getting blown out, man. No, not blown out. I mean a high scoring game. Right, right. But I'm saying like for me to hit this over, I think that Georgia would have to blow out Bama. No, I, I don't. I don't know. Well, I yeah. think I don't know. We'll see. All right, next up, last college football pick, Pac-12 championship. I'm a little nervous for it, but I'm still riding with it. I'm going Utah minus two and a half versus Oregon. A lot of the experts are all over the Ducks because I mean, it's hard to beat a team once. It's even harder to beat a team twice. Uh, and college football is funky. Oregon lost by 31 last time in this matchup, but. Weird, weirder shit has happened. I wouldn't, you know, Oregon could go on to win this one by 20. Who knows? But I'm going to ride with the Utes to get the Pac-12 championship. I'm going to fade this one. I think Oregon's coming out for revenge. We already struck lightning once on on going with Utah favored. I think that uh, it's not going to strike again. That's a fair point. I, I am a little nervous, but I just think I just don't buy this Oregon team, especially without C.J. Verdell. I don't mm. know. But I mean, good thing both teams are out of the playoff contention. So, yeah. Um, my first pick, I got Maction, Kent State, Northern Illinois under seventy four and a half. You're taking a Maction under? I am. I am. Oh my I god! I took the dude. I took the Maction uh, championship game under last year and it hit, and I'm rolling with it again. Under seventy four. That's a lot of fucking points. You know, I'm gonna tail that because that is a lot of points. That's a lot, a lot of points. Uh, next up, uh, I got Houston plus 10.5 versus Cincinnati. Um, I don't think Houston's going to win by any means, but 10.5 is a lot of points. I think Daniel Holgerson's a good coach, and Houston's a good program. So uh, give me Houston plus 10.5. Uh, dude, I would have uh, – this is a really good – this is a good line by the odds makers. This is really oh, yeah. tough. Mm-hmm. I because I would like to say Cincinnati is going to have a statement win because even though they're in the top four, you never know what the committee's going to do. They got to make a statement. Um, it's in jeopardy. It is. So for that reason, I'm going to fade it. But I do agree with your point that this is this is a solid Houston team. Dana Holgerson is a good coach. You know, he's been in these type of moments before. I just I gotta I gotta hope the Bearcats get that they're, statement win. They're eleven and one in the same conference. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. I mean, they, yeah, you're right. They, I'm pretty sure they're undefeated in conference play. They just lost. I think they lost like their first or second game or something. It was one of their first three. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they can, I think they can hate tight 10 and a half. This will um, be a big, this will be kind of a big test for Cincinnati, I guess, you know, like, because they didn't play in the regular season. So, and Houston is definitely the second best in that conference. 
they oh. handled SMU so, and I would oh, I would have said SMU's decent. Dog walked them. Yeah. So who knows? Um. Next up, I got San Diego State minus six versus Utah State. Hello, Mac. I'm gonna I'm gonna tail that one. I don't really know much about this Utah State team. I do know though that they were projected to finish last in the Mountain West, and somehow they made the conference championship game. So good for the Aggies in that scenario. But San Diego State is just the better team here. So I, I like yeah. minus six. Great defense, good run game. Yeah. San Diego State can make it. They beat the shit out. They had a big comeback against uh, Boise. Boise. Yeah, so. they like twenty four unanswered. Mm-hmm. And then I got Baylor plus five and a half versus Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship. I'm going to tail that one. I really like it. Oklahoma State won the first matchup by 14, but I think Baylor is coming in with a vengeance. They want they want to spoil Oklahoma State's chance at the playoffs. They might think they have a delusional shot at making it if they win, but they don't. Um, either way, I think they're going to be up for this game. And even if they do lose, I think they lose by three or four. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tail that. Um, Michigan, last but not least, Michigan, Iowa over 43 and a half. I think Michigan has the um, wherewithal to steamroll Iowa. Um, I don't care about their defense. I just think that um, Michigan can do it. And this is my way of betting in a way on Michigan minus 10 and a half, but not betting on Michigan minus 10 and a half. That's uh, the spread makes me nervous too because again it's like a really good spread. I feel like Michigan could steamroll them, but also I don't know. May, they might be they might be a little drunk off that Ohio State win. Right. So right. that's the only thing that makes me nervous. I'm gonna fade that though. Um, Iowa's defense has been a little shaky the past few weeks, but I think in this type of game, Michigan is also gonna run the ball first, which is gonna chew clock. So I'm I'm nervous. I'm like right on the edge because this is a low total for Michigan. But I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be low scoring. So I got to fade. Mm-hmm. Okay. All righty. On to the NFL this Sunday. First of my best bets, I got Vikings at Lions under 47. The Lions have just been such low scoring games recently. I think the trend continues, especially with a team that likes to run first, even though they don't have Dalvin cook, they're still going to run Madison a shit ton. Right. Yeah. I'm going to tell. I like this pick. All right. All right. Next up, I'm going with a team total. This is a rare team total pick. I'm going Rams team total over 30.5 versus the Jaguars. I think the Rams are tired of dropping games. I know this is a lot of points, but the over-under set at 48, and I wanted to go with the over, but I trust the Rams to score 31 more than I do the Jags to score 17. So I got the Rams over. Yeah, I think I have to say it. I agree with you. It's just like a lot of points, but at the same time, it is the Jags. They haven't I broke could, 30 in like three weeks or four weeks. So Yeah, I could also see some bullshit where they they hit like 27 or something, though. Mm-hmm. Just because they're, they're like, well, it's like 27 to like 10 or something. So, yeah, yeah spread's like gonna, 12 and a half. I'm going to, I'm going to tail. Oh, you're going to tail? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said fade. Oh, I bet. No, nah, I'd tail even though like I don't necessarily want to. I think I just have to tail. Um, All right. Next up, I'm going. This one's just a straight over. I got 49ers at Seahawks over 46 and a half. The Niners offense has been rolling. This one I'm going to fade pretty hard. 
Um, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are in shambles. The Niners like to run the ball. Um, that's just a that's a that's a chemistry for for an under right there. So. I mean, you're you're right. They do like to run the ball a lot, but they've also been scoring a lot. They've been, been averaging like thirty points a game their past few weeks. Yeah. And the Seahawks defense is just abysmal. So, and I, I, I wanted a lot of experts are on the Seahawks at plus three and a half this week. And I'm like, you got to be, you know, no shot I'm betting on the Seahawks again. I'm done. I'm, I'm sick of it. Every I would time, definitely have not bet. I did not bet on the Monday night. And I felt very good about that. I'm fucking sick of it, dude. I thought that was going to be like their savior game. Like, oh, we're going to maybe, I don't know. Fuck, whatever. It's too easy. The Seahawks minus one was way too easy to bet. You got to get with the hard bets, got to get the ugly bets. Yeah, sometimes the ugly bets are the pretty ones. All right, and then this this is an ugly bet right here. I got Steelers plus four at home versus the Ravens. The Steelers just gonna, got sclounced. That's why I'm going to tail it. Yes, sir. That was weird. It's a trap line, dude. The public's going to be all over the, the Ravens. All right, and then last but not least, this one is also kind of a funky line, but I – have been saying this the past few weeks. I think the Chiefs are back. They're gonna they're gonna climb back on their high horse. Uh, I got Chiefs minus nine and a half at home against the Broncos. They get a big win. Hey man, even when the Chiefs are good, they had a hard time covering the spread. I'm gonna that's fade true. This. Give that me is true. Feed me Broncos plus nine and a half. All right, all right. You're right. They did suck against the spread, even with a crazy ass record. Okay. Yeah, they were 14 and 2 and still had a terrible record against the spread. Like a losing record against like it was like five wins or something, like five and eleven against the spread. Was it? I can't remember. Yeah, something exactly. like that. I don't think it was that bad. I think it was close. I think it was like seven and nine. Either way, it was losing. It was it was I'm pretty sure it was under five hundred. Um okay. First up, I know you're gonna hate me. Uh Chargers plus three at Bengals. Fade! Fade, fade. I, I have to. I, mean, I can't. I can't handle yeah, this. Um, I just think that this is a classic. Uh, Bingle, uh, one team, team A riding high, team B going low but still talented. Um, team B gets the win against the team riding high, which has been the case this year all throughout the year. So it has. Um, I don't know if I would. I guess you could classify the Bengals as riding high because we did just beat the Steelers by thirty-one and and the Raiders. Yeah, but like that's just two. It's not like a four or five game win streak, you know. Like the Titans yeah, but when y'all beat the Ravens, y'all lost to the Jets next week. So that 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 makes me nervous too. Yeah, I honestly I just have to fade this. I literally I can't I can't. No, I know, I know. Yeah. But that's my reasoning. It's system play. It's my system. I honestly don't um, don't hate it. But next up, I got San Fran minus three at Seattle. Yeah, I'm gonna tell. Like I said, I'm I'm too scared to bet on the Seahawks. That makes mm-hmm. me nervous. Yeah. Uh, next up, I got Pats minus two and a half at the Bills, or plus Ooh. two and a half. Sorry, plus two and a half. Plus two and a half. Oh, the Bills are favored. Yeah. Ooh. That I don't know, dude. I don't know what to do with that because I because right. the Bills like they need a win so desperately. It's also a divisional are, game. The Pats are rolling, and if there's a team not to like drop one because they're rolling, it's the Pats. So, yeah, you're right. But oh, fuck it, I'm gonna fade. I don't know why I still believe in the Bills, but I do. Fuck it. All right. Next up, I got Falcons plus eleven versus the Bucks. Oh, this one makes me really nervous. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. Hey, this is a gross spread. Why? Why'd you do this to me? Fuck. Because I like the gross spreads. 
down, <laughs> get down in the muck. Get down in the dirty. Yeah. All right. Um, Falcons plus 11. They're at home, right? Yeah. How have they been doing? What Didn't they win last week? Yeah, they beat the Jags. Oh, yeah. Gee, they beat the Jags. Okay. Um, I'm going to – fuck it. I'm going to fade. I don't know why. I, I, I hate that spread. It's too many points. But the Bucks. if anybody can cover a big-ass spread, the Bucks are one of the teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, remember the whole Antonio Brown fake vaccine thing? Yeah. Yeah, it turns out that his vaccine card was fake, and he suspended three games. Yeah, I did. I did see that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, all right, and then last but not least, I got Giants Dolphins over forty and a half. I really like this pick. I'm I'm gonna tail it. It makes me a little bit nervous that it's such a low over under, mm-hmm. but I think it's just because the Giants have been playing in shit fests for weeks now. They had thirteen total. What thirteen total points? And against the Eagles, it was ten to three. Yeah, it was well thirteen seven final score. Oh, 13-7. Yeah, but still, I mean, still super low scoring. Yeah, they've been playing in a few just snooze fest, and the Dolphins yeah. seem to be picking up their rhythm. So I like that though. I like that pick a lot. I'm gonna tell that. All right. Well, that is uh, all we got for today's episode. Uh, like I said at the beginning, a bit of a shorter episode. I'm gonna be uh, going off to to work now. Uh, catch the uh, TCU Oral Roberts basketball game. You know. I'm actually so hyped. Bob. Yeah, I'm actually so hyped to play the to work this game because Max Abmus against Mike Miles, like two future yeah. NBA picks. It's yeah, gonna be a good we're game. gonna lose. I honestly think we might. Like Oral Roberts is plus eight and a half, and it's free money. It's literally free money. Oh, I would hammer the fuck out of that. But I don't think I can because I'm I'm like you know, I'm covering the game. So like, I don't want to just be, you know, in the press box, like, yeah, rooting for the other fucking team. You should control your it. emotions. I guess, dude, but it's I can't, tough. that's not really your MO though. When you, bet. yeah, it's t- yeah you, can't, you can't just sit there when you bet, bro. You gotta like, you gotta get in. I don't know. Usually when a bet is going horribly wrong, I just check out mentally. But, okay. Yeah, that's true. Once it's like far gone in my mind, I just accept my loss and move on. Yeah. But alrighty, we'll be back again on Tuesday. Um, I think we're gonna be moving times to six o'clock, Elijah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so we'll be moving to probably six p.m. starting out live. But if not, as always, uh, catch the recorded version up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. Um, until then, we'll see y'all next time.